Hello, this is the Joe DeLisi Financial Advisor Podcast, Episode 1, and uh, yeah, I'm Joe DeLisi, and the point of this podcast is to really just get some basic information out to my clients um, whenever you know I think it's appropriate to communicate in just as many different ways as possible, now being one of them. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, the uh, coronavirus situation going on, markets are not liking it, um, it's sort of an, an odd uh, situation. So I wanted to be able to put something in a format that's not very long that you guys can listen to if you want to. I've certainly written about this before. I've communicated it uh, verbally to people. I've sent out emails. We put it on Facebook. But uh, it doesn't hurt to do this in, in various formats so that maybe if you're in your car and you pick it up and, and you listen to it. Uh, so uh, yeah, some really basic information I want to just throw out there. Nothing overly complicated, but I think it's important for you guys to hear from me um, as many times as possible as we get through this whole market situation. So the title of this one really is, um, I want you, my client, to allow me to quote unquote worry for you. Okay, so like, what am I doing to stay on top of markets during this really scary time? Um, and I'll, I'll begin by saying this, um, it's, it's really an honor to be your advisor. If you're listening to this and you are a client of mine, thank you. Uh, really, thank you so much. It, it, listen, it, the trust that it takes to allow somebody to manage their money, um, it's a big thing. It's a big deal to me. I take it very, very seriously. Um, thank you so much for placing that trust in me. Um, and, uh, and I don't take it lightly. And um, yeah, so let me give you some context here before I, I give you some more information. First, I came into the financial advising business back in 1998. Um, hard to even imagine that. So 21, 22 years now. And here's some of the things I've seen during my, my 22 years. All right, so we had uh, Y2K, which now we kind of laugh off. But I remember <laughs> at the time, I mean, I was pretty young at the time, but I remember how scary that was because people were telling me, yeah, I didn't know anything about computers. I didn't even have one. Um, and people telling me that, well, you know, at midnight, nothing's going to work. Cars, um, computers, <laughs> like the missile codes, like you name it. It was really scary. Uh, now we laugh about it. But at the time, it was a big deal. Uh, so I, I, I lived through that as an advisor. The, uh, then we had, of course, around the same time period, the dot-com crash. Um, we went from a period in time from like 98 through 2000 when... Uh, I was just brand new and people were telling me things like stocks would never ever go down again because of technology and the new industry and the new economy. And then boom, the crater fell. You know, it became just a crater uh, asteroid hitting us. Um, shortly after that, we had the 9-11 terror attacks. And that's something that uh, I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, uh, actually right outside of D.C. in Bethesda, Maryland. And uh, I remember it. I'll refer back to those in a minute. But um, yeah, the 9-11 terror attacks and the, and the impact that it had and the recession that followed, um, and certainly the, the negative markets, at least in the U.S. markets in 2001 and 2002, um, that were part of that time period. Of course, we then had the real estate and mortgage crisis of 2008 and the market meltdown that came with that and the fraud and the manipulation, frankly, that, that darn near ended our capitalism, our capitalistic markets in just a disaster. Um, the re-election of President Obama in 2012 for many people that they were, it was, you know, they didn't like that. It was very fearful for them. Um, you know, one side loved it, one side didn't. But uh, I do remember it being very tumultuous. I remember it being scary for a lot of people um, that I advised, right, wrong, or indifferent. It was just the way it was. And then, of course, we had uh, you know Ebola and SARS and MERS. I've been through all of that. By the way, not to speak 
Um, not, not to belittle, but we also had an anthrax attack after 9-11 that a lot of people have forgotten about. Anthrax, I mean, very different than what we're going through right now, but certainly still scary. Um, and then we had Brexit more recently. We had uh, the 2018 market, uh, the Dow going up 1,000 points, down 1,000 points in early 2018, something that most clients had never really been through before. Um, we had the uh, election of President Trump in 2016. Same thing as President Obama in 12. Um, you know, one side loved it, one side hated it. <coughs> Pardon me. We had um, a lot of fear around that. Um, and uh, again, right, wrong, or indifferent, it was something we went through. And I went through as an advisor and saw how markets reacted. Um, and now today, the the coronavirus, the, the what is it, the COVID-19 coronavirus, the Wuhan virus, whatever you want to call it, we all know what we're referring to, and the scary situation that it is, and what we're doing to deal with that now. So I've, I've lived through all of those things as a financial advisor. I speak not as an expert on any of those things, right? I'm not a geopolitical expert. I'm not an infectious disease expert. I'm none of those things. But I do know markets, and I do know finance, and I do know balance sheets, and and, I, and this is not new to me. Um, you know, the old phrase, not my first rodeo? Well, not my first rodeo. I've been through these things before. Um, and all of the, all the things we just talked about caused at least some people to worry about their money. Now, what I've learned over my decades in this business is that while markets are resilient, often investors are not. And why is that? And I think it's actually quite simple. I, you know, look, I worry about things that I'm not an expert in myself. I mean, it, it's just psychology. It's emotion. Like the medical field is a great example. Whenever I or my family is sick or hurt, I worry. Why? Well, because although I can read and I can Google things, the truth is I'm not a dedicated medical professional and certainly I'm no doctor. So I can quote unquote research things, but I actually have no ability to decipher what I'm reading. Is it accurate? Is it, is it a quality take on my situation? I don't know. And I can't possibly catch up to the medical experts and the decades they have spent in their field. This, I had this happen when, you know, when I, and I had Achilles surgery and they had to detach it from the bone and do all these things. Like I, I read and read and read and I worried. I worried. And at the end of the day, I just needed to trust the doctor that I chose. By the way, other doctors disagreed with my doctor on, on how to deal with that uh, situation. So I understand the worry. I don't belittle it at all. If you're worried right now about the markets, I, listen, you know what? Be worried. It's okay. You haven't spent 22 years day in and day out like I have doing nothing but looking at this stuff. So yeah, it's okay to worry. It's okay to be human and emotional. I totally understand that. Totally understand it because I worry and it's normal. In fact, really, it's probably the correct response because if I didn't worry, then do I even care, right? Like about the going back to the medical situation. If I didn't worry, then is my family's health really even that important? Of course I would worry. I'm, I'm not a robot. Emotions, again, they're normal. But I engage a doctor, someone I trust, and I let them decipher the information, and then I move forward. I just trust them, and that's really all I can do. And, and that's why I started this whole um, conversation thanking you for your trust, frankly, because you really are trusting me that I'm telling you the right things at the right time. So, you know, it's completely rational completely rational for my clients to worry when markets have a significant downturn. 
And although you will worry, you've hired me to worry more than you, right? Like, let me stay on top of the daily news and pay attention to what's going on. You don't need that stress. You've got, you've got kids and jobs and you've got enough. You aren't paid to do it. And the truth is you won't be as good at deciphering the real news from the hysteria as I am. It's not that I'm smarter than you. I've just got 22 years in the trenches on this. It's what I do. It's all I've done for two decades. And I've been through many, 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 many scary things. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm sure this won't be the last scary thing that I go through. So what exactly am I looking at on a daily basis? And even more so, by the way, during like really turbulent times like this. And basically, um, let's just talk investing for a second. Basically, I'm watching the various markets. I'm looking at the domestic and international. I'm looking at emerging markets, small, large, value, micro stocks, you name it. I watch them all day. It's what I do. I have them all saved on my phone and my iPad and my computer. And I'm constantly monitoring what is going on in these markets because I want to see where they move in a given day. Now, so then I compare the movement to your portfolio. Is the portfolio moving in the direction that makes sense based on where the market's moved? Right? So if, as an example, if I know that your portfolio has a lot of small cap stocks in it and small cap uh, is up 10% that day, which we kind of saw last week, and, um, and let's say, crazy, let's say that the large cap stocks haven't gone anywhere. So small cap's up big, large cap haven't done anything. And I look at your portfolio, then your portfolio should be like that. It should be higher because you're overweighted and small, as an example. Okay, so what I'm doing is, that, again, I'm looking, is the portfolio moving in the direction that makes sense based on what the markets are doing? If so, we're Okay. Because we've built your portfolio in a very scientific manner, and we have an investment policy statement that guides us, and we will rebalance your portfolios according to this. You know, we'll sell off some fixed income, we'll buy markets when they're down, uh, stock, you know, equities, um, and we're going to consistently do that. We're going to force the right behavior, which is the buying of <laughs> buying low and selling high that nobody really ever wants to do. Right, so that's what I'm doing every day, all day. So. What would make me worry then, right? Like what would get me pausing and and calling you maybe? What would do that? Well, it's not the direction of the markets per se, meaning it's not if it's up a lot or down a lot. It's not the volatility, the movement. It's if your portfolio isn't moving in accordance with how we've built the portfolio, right? So if small company stocks are moving up significantly and nothing else is, and your portfolio doesn't move in that direction as well, if I ever see that, then you can count on a call for me because something's broken and I won't allow that. But if it's moving up and down based on larger markets, like not just the US market, right? Then nothing is broken and I'm not worried. I don't like it. I don't like it when things are down significantly, but I've been through that before. So I understand how the markets work. I understand how they rebound. And again, I'm just looking to make sure that nothing's broken in the portfolio. So that's that. I think it's important, again, not for me just to tell you to stay the course, but well, okay, when would I tell you to not stay the course? So I'm looking for broken financial markets, okay? And we have not seen that, by the way. We have not seen that. The markets are not broken, 
Portfolios are not broken. Things are moving the way that they're supposed to move, even though we may not like it short term. In addition, if you're my client, it's highly unlikely you're 100% invested in equities and stocks. You are likely invested in stocks around the globe as well as high-quality short-term bonds, fixed income. Okay. Also, you likely have insurance products that we placed on your balance sheet to be non-correlated, meaning they move in the opposite direction of stocks. Um, so they're non-correlated to, to uh, assets in global markets. Um, you know, so that helps, right? It helps that we're not just building a balance sheet just purely on investments or retirement plans. It's, it's an important part of a balance sheet, but it's just a part, right? So you have me looking at your insurance portfolios and your, yes, your equity portfolios, your retirement portfolios. Uh, you may or may not have like annuities on your balance sheet, not that they're good or bad or right or wrong. It's just there's all these different things in play, how we use debt and cash flows, this is not just an investment advisor talking to you. It's an actual financial advisor who's looking at everything. And I look at that. I take it all into context. So what would make me panic? Well, <laughs> the fall of capitalism would make me panic. Uh, quick little story. Like 2008 was scary. Why? Because it was full of fraud and manipulation. And markets weren't operating right. And that was really unnerving because, you know, we're looking at this saying, whoa, whoa, this should be moving a certain way and it's not. So if we were seeing something like that right now, also at the same time where we have a very, very scary viral kind of thing going on, now that would make me, that would make me worry. Um, but we don't have the fall of capitalism right now. Actually, capitalism is working the way capitalism should right now. You know, markets responding to, to new information. So what would make me panic? Well, the fall of capitalism. Outside of that... Listen, I am a very highly seasoned financial advisor. It just means that I've got a lot of gray hair now. I've got decades behind me and, God willing, decades ahead of me. So let me do the worrying and the daily tracking. And in the meantime, if you're experiencing you know, these emotions that you just, you just don't know what to do with over your money uh, in this market swing and stuff, call me. Please call me. Email me. Call me. My business cell phone, by the way, you know, I, I did this a couple months ago. Um, that I, I got a second cell phone that I could carry with me wherever I was in case of any reason that people needed to get a hold of me. Here's that number. It is 901-468-6655. Again, 901-468-6655. You can certainly reach me on my email and, and um, you know that's fine. You can call my main office. But really, that cell phone number that I gave you, just a second ago, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, so, yeah, now is not the time for you to, to be overly worried. Um, it's not, but you may feel that way. If so, call me. I'm doing the worrying for you. I'm on top of this. I'm looking at this every day. If there's anything that's you know massively broken, count on me to give you a call. Outside of that, continue to stay calm. Do your main job, raise your kids, live your life, pay attention to the experts about this viral thing going on. Let's do what we can to get over this and the market and the economy will recover just like it always does. Thank you for listening and uh, uh, hope we speak soon.